Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We got Matt McCarthy from 98.5 The Sports Hub on with me. Uh, this is episode 37 of Sports Talk with Josh, Marion, and friends. How you doing, Matt? Josh, always good to be on with you. Doing well, thanks. Hey, man. Love having you on, too. Um, I figure we'll start talk since you're obviously a big seam head. Um, you know, a f- few quick things, I guess. Uh, is, there, is there any reason to left to watch this team? Well, I guess we can just start off with that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think there is as much as I've you know been joking about, you know, kind of hate watching the Red Sox, uh, which... It's, it's sort of true. I mean, I kind of am hate watching the Red Sox. But, I mean, if you're looking for a legitimate reason to watch this team, I mean, Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers are, you know, some of the best players in baseball, and they're showing why on a nightly basis. Uh, so, you know, I mean, to me, the, their bats are must-watch. Um, you know, maybe on the whole, the Red Sox are kind of a rough product right now, you know, nine innings long, and, you know, it's generally taking them four hours to do it. Uh, but anytime yeah. Rafael Devers is plate i'm watching anytime bogarts is at the plate i'm watching so yeah i mean there are some things to talk about with this and and to watch and actually truly enjoy with this overall disappointing team uh you know those guys would be at the top of the list because i've been tuning into like neutral site baseball games like i I was watching the mets last night um i haven't haven't even really been watching much of the Sox. i've been keeping up with it a little bit i guess you know watching certain things i mean I, i would agree overall like you said, the at-bats of Devers and Bogarts are crucial to watch. I mean, I'll definitely tune in for that type of stuff. But, and, you know, I love baseball. I don't really mind the length of it, you know, because I've, I've got a fair amount of time to sit around and watch it at night, uh, luckily. And, uh, but it's never, it's never really been a problem about that. But it's just, I don't know, it just seems like, seems like it's a season to, to nowhere, you know. I don't know. It's just like looking look where everything is in the standings, you know, just numbers-wise, mathematically, it just seems totally like it's not going to happen, you know. Well, and, and that's the frustrating thing because this is the time of year where you're supposed to be really kind of getting into it. You know, it's it's you've either got a division race, or I mean, what we used to call pennant races, even though those are you know technically not really a thing and kind of haven't been since you know 1969 when when they put the divisions in the game. But this is the time of year where you're supposed to be excited about it. And you, you mentioned you've been watching the Mets. I mean, I've been watching the Mets too. Like that's a fun product every single night. They're the hottest team in baseball. I've been watching a lot of Indians baseball. Uh, in recent weeks, and it's like, man, the Red Sox should be right in this thing, and they're not, and that's really frustrating, you know, but, you know, there are other good teams around baseball that are really fun to watch and are playing an inspired brand of baseball every night and are putting an interesting product on the field. Uh, the Red Sox, 1 through 25, are not, and that's that's really frustrating. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Mets are a good team to watch. I mean, there's, I mean, I, I, love, I love baseball, period, so... You know, I, I don't mind cooking cooking almond. You must have the friggin' package, McCarthy. I bet the uh, the baseball but, package. Believe it or right? not, I don't. I I don't. Really? I'm just an MLB Network guy. I, I don't have the That's package. That's why I was watching yeah, it right no, last I, night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm um, still I'm still living in like in, in about 1994 when it comes to my TV technology. I'm like DVR. Like, what is this? Like NFL Red Zone? Like, uh, what what is this newfangled concept? 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a true, I guess I'm an old school baseball guy. I'm living way in the past. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what my life was like before MLB Network. It's like, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, life must have sucked, you know, before MLB Network existed. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so, so yeah, we'll move on to, um, is your off-season direction with Mookie, is it still the same? Do you still want to still want to sign him up to a deal? Do you, I know I know recently they were talking about, oh, yeah, if we give him the money, you know, we'll give him whatever he wants money-wise. He just has to want it to be here. Like, do you think that's really how it is, McCarthy, or do you think it's you, – you know you know better than that, right? It's not, how, it's not how it's been. It's not how it was. They're kind of trying to change the story as far as that goes. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, if Mookie Betts, you know, wanted to be here and the Red Sox wanted to offer him – a you know legitimate fair market value contract this thing already would have been done like you know you're starting to hear the Red Sox saying well we've reached out to bets and you know it's just it's just not going anywhere but I don't know to me they haven't exactly offered this guy what it, what he's worth they offered him five for a hundred then eight for two hundred they took this guy to arbitration a year and a half ago to haggle over three million dollars it's just like well this guy's going to make three hundred and fifty million on the open market in a few years and like that's what you're approaching him with like. Okay, so I don't know if Mookie Betts wants to be here. I think that's a fair question. It's a legitimate question. But I think we should also be questioning the Red Sox' willingness to pay this guy what he's worth. And if they're not willing to pay him what he's worth, then you absolutely have to trade him. Like, you can't enter 2020 with Mookie Betts as an impending free agent. You can't run the risk of him walking out the door for nothing. And, you know, the same thing if, you know, they approach Betts with a fair market, you know, contract deal and, he says, no, I'm good, I'm, I'm going to go to the market, then you have to trade him in that scenario. You know, ultimately, it comes down to this. If you don't get him signed this offseason, he needs to go. He, he needs to go, and you need to get you know, top pitching prospects in return for him. You cannot let him hit the market in a Red Sox uniform, and you cannot run the risk of him leaving town for just a compensation pick. That's just unacceptable to me. Or even just waiting even till next year's deadline to dump him off like – for a rental, for a rental deal, you know, um, right. Which, and, which, and the problem which wouldn't be that ideal like, either. You'd be wasting the asset that you have in your hand right now. Right. And the problem with that is you're not going to get nearly as much value at next deadline. It's like, and maybe you got like one top prospect, but you know, for, for a teams are much willing to much more willing to pay for a full year rental than a two month rental. Uh, so it's just, right. you, you need to make that decision in this off season. And I'm and I'm on record of saying, you know, I, I think just trade him now. I, you know, with the way this season has looked, I want some, I want some, some something in the farm system to look forward to, and um, you know, because I I just want to continue on. You know, obviously this season is going to be a dud. It seems like, but um, you know, I want to be I want to be able to continue on with some of this excellence. And you know, you you need young players. You need you know, you can't just be throwing. You can't just be identifying talent that's already already there and getting it, you know, all this all the time, you know. And Dombrowski seemingly might go. Um, I was going to ask you because I know you're a much smarter baseball mind than me, but um, is, is there any is there any options out there that you would see, like just any names that you know of of general managers that would that would be a viable option for the Red Sox if Dombrowski were to yeah, get I fired? Mean, put it this way, like I I don't have a specific name for you. I'll just tell you the profile of the guy that I want. The most critical thing is the Red Sox get a guy with a lot of with a heavy scouting background, like a boots on the ground type of guy. Because the most important thing that the general manager of the Boston Red Sox 
this offseason will have to do, no matter who it is, whether it's Dave Dombrowski or Eddie Romero, who Dan Shaughnessy has floated as a potential replacement, uh, you know, is uh, assistant GM and, you know, spend, has had a lot of roles uh, in the Red Sox front office. The most important thing, the, Red, the general manager of the Red Sox, whoever that may be, is going to have to do this offseason, is going to have to get the Mookie Betts trade right. Uh, so I want a guy with a lot of experience in scouting, uh, a lot of experience in player development, minor league level, because you better be able to pick the right prospects. And it's going yeah, to be a yeah. huge ordeal. You know, like, so you bet you better find somebody who can do that. I mean, put it this way. I mean, the uh, you asked for a name. I mean, the, the you know, perfect world scenario is Theo Epstein. I, I don't see that ever happening, uh, but I'd love to see it happen. Uh, but, you know, after that, you know, is it an Eddie Romero? Is it somebody, you know, who's a farm director elsewhere? Just somebody who has experience, particularly with player development and, you know, finding and identifying the appropriate prospects. That is absolutely critical. Yeah, that would, that would be ideal because um, Lord knows they have to hit on that trade if they're going to make it. Because um, <laughs> when Mookie goes, I know, I know we'll be a little upset if, if – well, if and when Mookie goes, we'll be upset. But uh, I, guess we can, I guess we can move on to football now, um, talk, you know, fin- go finish with the Patriots before I get into that uh, six-pack of random questions with you. But um, early, early tonight um, – Josh Gordon uh, news came out that he's going to return. He's going to return this season. The rein- well, the reinstatement happened. Did that happen tonight too, McCarthy? Or, or was, um, I, I kind of got the story all mixed up. I didn't really. I, I was like watching it on mute because um, I was talking to someone else. But I just saw the headline. You want to explain yeah, it for us? Or? Yeah. So that story broke a few hours ago. The NFL has. Uh, has reinstated Josh Gordon. Now, it's a conditional reinstatement, basically meaning eh, don't screw up again. You know, don't get, you know, popped for whatever he, you know, got popped for, whatever, you know, violation of his initial reinstatement. We don't specifically know what it was. I think we can all assume that it was uh, something uh, substance-related. You know, what type of substance, we don't know. So, yeah, Josh Gordon uh, reinstated. He's not going to be able to play uh, in, in preseason week three. Uh, but, yeah, the Patriots are going to get Josh Gordon back in the building, theoretically, uh, starting on Sunday, so you know they're going to have this guy back in the fold at least for now. So does that excite you? I mean, I know I know the wide receiver um, depth chart is barren on paper right now, you know, and there's a bunch of young guys, guys we unproven. Um, so with this type of guy, obviously the, the the essential thing is he's going to have to stay clean. But say he does, I mean that type of talent on the field does that does that give you a little pants ten? You know, does that make you happier than when you woke up yesterday? I mean, put it this way, in a, in a perfect world, yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, Josh Gordon is an otherworldly talented receiver. I mean, the guy, you know, clearly, you know, talent has never been an issue here. My concern with this, Josh, is that, well, how much are you going to count on this guy? You know, because it kind of felt like they got to the point last year where he was such a huge part of the offense and they were really counting on him. Like, can we realistically expect that Josh Gordon is going to stay clean or that Josh Gordon is going to stay on the field and, you know, on the program or whatever? My, you know, if he comes back and he, and he gives you something, that's great. My only concern with it is that the Patriots are going to become too reliant on him, uh, as it seems like they were becoming last year. And it's like, how many times can you rely on the least reliable guy in the NFL? When he's out on the field, yeah, it'll be great yeah. for Tom Brady. That wide receiver core looks so much better 
with, you know, Josh Gordon there, and you think about the potential of, like, Gordon and Nikhil Harry, you know, that's, that's a lot of talent on the outside. And, you know, the Patriots have Ooh. never had two big wide receivers like that. It's a great thought but I don't see it happening, like, realistically, you know, yeah. because, you know, Josh Gordon just can't, you know, just can't stay on the field, you know, he can't stay clean, can't stay whatever, you know, so I just, it's, you know, realistically, I just, I, I can't get too excited about this. I know, it's tough, you know, if it does work out, it, it could be, it could be the missing link, or, you know, maybe just something that propels us to greatness again, um, because when the guy is on, he, he can be a very good uh, football player, and um, <clears throat> all we can do is hope, I guess. So, I mean, at least at least there's at least we have something to hope for as far as that goes. But um, what what do you, what's your thoughts about what, all this hubbub about Isaiah Wynn going to be the left tackle? I'm I'm kind of scared about that, man. I I don't know if I can trust that. Um, I, I I went on Pro Football Reference, and he hasn't even played a freaking game in the NFL uh, regular season yet. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, they drafted him as a first-round pick last year. He blew out his Achilles uh, in the first preseason game, so he hasn't played. Yeah, I mean, this is my main concern of the Patriots this year. You know, there's this attitude like, well, Dante Scarnecchia can coach up anybody, and that's well, pretty much proven to be true. He's, you know, the best offensive line coach in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. But what happens if the big fat guy with a blown-out Achilles can't stay healthy? It's like, what's, what's your backup plan after that? It's like this Dan Skipper guy. It's like, really? I, I'm just that's concerned about the puking all over the there. field? Right, yeah, exactly. It's like, that's, I, I'm really <laughs> concerned about I'm concerned about the depth there. And, you know, listen, they, they generally find a way to figure these things out. Uh, but, you know, hey, listen, it's, it's a health thing. It's not a talent thing with this guy. It's a health thing. So I, I have, I'm skeptical, and I feel like I have a reason to be a little bit skeptical. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm. You, you heard me. Yeah, I'm extremely skeptical about this. Um, I, I was, I was high on them going to get Trent Williams, but have they even done anything with that cap room yet? That uh, Brady helped them free up uh, with that. No, that, no, they haven't. I mean, they haven't done anything with it, right? No, I mean, well, two million of it theoretically goes to to Josh Gordon, but they still got you know some room to you know potentially add to this team. The question is, what can you really add? Uh, at this time of year, I mean, you know, the Redskins don't want to trade Trent Williams. That certainly seems to be the case, uh, you know, ah. but, you know, is some of it earmarked for potential Rob Gronkowski return? I mean, I don't know. My Ooh. attitude is I'd much rather, I'd much rather, you know, spend that money on like a Trent Williams, a guy that I know is going to come back or I know is going to be on the field. But, you know, they've, they've got a fair amount of money that they could use at this point. And, you know, it's, you wish you had it during the off season so you could have signed an Adam Humphreys or a Golden State. Granted, I know that Golden State has a has a four game suspension, uh, you know, coming up. But uh, yeah, I mean, throw it. I'd say Golden Tate with an eight game suspension. You know, right? Exactly. I'd take Golden Tate if he were pregnant, and you know, I mean, he was on estrogen, <laughs> so you know, like really, it's, you know, it's whatever. You know, it's just can you go out there and you know catch a few passes? Uh, you know, in, in between your contractions. I mean, I'm not sure, but like, uh, yeah, no, it's. <laughs> So yeah, I mean they've they've got some money, and you know hopefully they're able to to add to this team uh, between now and the trading deadline. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, so one last football questions, and then we'll do the six pack. Um, are you even a fan of these joint practices between teams? Because when you get into these scenarios where the players can get buddy buddy and stuff like that, and they can get kind of close, they can, you know, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird, man. I, I don't know if I'm a big fan of it. I I'm more of a fan of the teams just staying away from each other but i don't know it can't have its advantages as well i don't know what say you 
Uh, I like them, you know, overall, and, and frankly, I wish there were just more of them because I don't feel like we really need preseason football games. Uh, and, hey, the Patriots, you know, generally identify, you know, a couple players each year from the joint practices that they pick up uh, via trade. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm sure I'm a fan of them. I mean, it's better than, you know, talking about, you know, at least to me, just regular, uh, you know, training camp practices. So, yeah, I mean, sh- sure thing. I mean, I guess I don't feel, you know, strongly either way, but I can see why they're, you know, uh, beneficial to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I liked when, I guess, I guess I liked when they had the Saints one years ago, but um, now with this Titans thing with Vrabel there, and I don't know, it kind of seems like the players on the Patriots might start talking to Vrabel, you know, if they're, you know, I don't know. It, it's 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 weird. I, I I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, but I'm glad I got your take on it. So yeah, let's get into the six back here. The fun begins now. Uh, random questions from Matt McCarthy from 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, we'll get into question number one. I know this is a very popular topic on the station, and I forget your answer about it. Um, your condiments on a hot dog, or do you even like hot dogs? Uh, I do like hot dogs. And I don't understand what the whole discussion is. Ketchup and mustard, ketchup and mustard. I mean, it's, it's really not that hard. I, I, I guess, uh, you know, some people would accuse me of, of being a child, but I would accuse the people that don't put ketchup on their hot dogs of being psychopaths. Uh, so, yeah, no, ketchup and mustard, <laughs> most certainly. I'm, an, I'm a normal person. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, I even add the relish on there, too. I, I load that thing up. I put a little celery salt on there, too, now. I I've added that. that. So, we, got, I mean, we got a fancy guy here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you should try that sometime if if you like those things. It's pretty good. Um, you know, I'm a big hot dog fan. I try to I try to have them at least, you know, a bunch of times in the summer, and then even, you know, even in the winter. You know, never a bad time for a hot dog, really. So. Um, oh, I couldn't couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll get into question number two. What's your thoughts about waiting in lines? I'm sure you must not like to do it for a significant amount of time. Um, do you, have you ever, like, went out and, like, camped out anywhere to get something, like a Taylor? I know you love Taylor Swift like I do. Did you ever wait out and go, <laughs> uh, go wait out and get a Taylor Swift album that you really wanted or something? Because um, what's, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> All right, well, you know, Lover comes out, you know, October 23rd. Uh, but, no, I will not be. Uh, you know, sitting outside the uh, the Walmart or the Best Buy Thank or you, whatever I'm the hell you buy, you, 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 yeah, you buy CDs or whatever like that. Uh, yeah, exactly. There, there we go. No, I, I've never been the uh, you know the camp out wait in line uh, type of person. Thankfully, I feel like in this day and age uh, that that doesn't really exist anymore outside of like the crazy people who do Black Friday or like wait out for the yep. iPhone or something like that. Uh, no, I've, <laughs> I've got I've got a I've got a life to live and it will not be lived. Uh, sleeping in some tent outside of some Apple store for a week and a half. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, all right, yeah, I respect that entirely. I love that. Um, all right, so we'll get to question number three. Would you uh, would you consider yourself a frugal guy, or do you uh, you like to splurge every now and then on yourself? What, what say you? Oh no, I, I'm a frugal guy. I, I haven't basically spend well, I guess, money on uh, anything I guess with your uh, answer about the MLB network, just having, <laughs> I figured you'd have all of it. Sorry to cut you off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. I, yeah, no, I'm i I'm a cheap bastard. There's, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> and I, uh, I don't, I don't spend uh, anything on basically anything. Uh, so, you know, unless it's an absolute life necessity, uh, rarely do I spend money beyond that. <laughs> like the double shot of Jameson. 
right? Oh yeah, no, that's well, that's a, that we we talk about necessities. That is a necessity. That line, that line, when you said that on the air, I was roaring after that. You were, <laughs> I forget what you even said about you, but you're like, yeah, I'm gonna spat out my double shot of Jameson. I lost it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you liked um, it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so I guess we'll get to question number four. Nice smooth transition here. Um, is there? Do you have a personal favorite bar in Boston, or even a few that you like to go to? No, I'm not going to go down there and try to, you know, <laughs> try to link up with your boys and stuff, you know. But is there any? Any? You know, there's some classic ones that I haven't even been to. Uh, the Greatest Bar. I, I love. I love it down there. You know. Um, so uh, any any places you like to go? Yeah. So there was an awesome uh, spot that Jim Murray pointed out uh, over by Fenway Park. It's called uh, Autobot, uh, I think, and it's it's on Beacon Street in Brookline, and that. Like, if you're talking about, like, a place before a Red Sox game, you know, it's like a 10-minute walk to the ballpark, so it's just far enough away that it's not a, not a total zoo. Uh, I, I really like that one. So <laughs> I don't live in the city. I, li- I live south of town, uh, so I'm generally not going out uh, in Boston, uh, you know, unless, oh, you, know, yeah, got, yeah. you know, friends or whatever in there. So I'm, uh, I'm uh, kind of more of a, a small-town bar uh, type of person because I, I live just far enough away from the city uh, that I, I generally don't go into town on Friday and Saturday nights. I'm uh, generally going out more locally. But uh, Autobahn, good good spot. Uh, Jim Murray recommendation and, and uh, nearly every Jim Murray food recommendation or restaurant bar recommendation is a good one, and he uh, he crushed it on that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, that yeah, that sounds cool. I don't I don't ever really get to the city. I, you know, I'm pretty much stuck in Haverhill most of the time. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. I mean, I still haven't even been to Fire and Ice. I've heard that's really good. Um, I went there years and years ago uh, for for a pre-college event. It was like a meetup. It was a cool spot. It was. Yeah, I hear the food's wicked good. Obviously, it's expensive, but... Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'd love to go there. But, yeah, thanks for the recommendation. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll move on to question number five. Kind of a weird one, I guess. It, it could end up being a weird one, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have, like, a guilty <laughs> pleasure activity or, like, quirk, like... Like I'll even give you one of mine for example, like like picking your nose. Like, do you do you care? Like you're picking your nose and someone's in front of someone. Do you care what they think about you? Like something like uh, that, you know? Yeah, I, something weird. Yeah, the weirder I, the better. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, you, you did mention my my affinity for Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a guilty pleasure, uh, given that she is, you know, probably the uh, the uh, biggest pop star uh, in the world. Uh, so, and but uber no, I mean, talented. And and extraordinarily talented and yeah exactly so I don't know I, I you know I I characterize that you know potentially but I also think like most people would be like oh yeah 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 I, I like her too so yeah no I I would characterize <laughs> that as as my guilty pleasure at least you know music wise. All right so yeah yeah that that's fair man I mean I, a lot of people some and then there's some guys there's probably some hardos over at the sports hub that give you crap for that about liking Taylor so I have to tell them to go screw themselves because she's super talented uh, the, and. and 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 I do. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So I guess uh, number six. Well, um, do you have do you have like a hero or an inspiration in your life? Um, someone like say say your mom or like because my mom's really been influential in my life. She's one, of, you know, she's my rock man. So like, you have anyone like that in your life? Either someone you're related to or you're not. Like even you know someone from afar. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my parents have obviously been you know, extraordinarily supportive of me, and and they've been awesome. And you know, like thinking about baseball, like my grandfather was a huge, huge baseball fan, and was so 
extraordinarily influential in my life and is probably the reason, one of the huge reasons why I love baseball so much. You know, so those those are the people who, who come to mind to me, you know, the people who have made such a big difference in my life and they've been so supportive and, you know, so caring and just, I mean, you know, what more could you want? You know, like I think you're only as lucky as the good as the people you have around you. And I've been extraordinarily lucky to have just some of the best people anybody could ever ask for or want. That's awesome, man. That, that's, uh, that's, that's really great. Um, so, so that's a good way to end it here. Um, but thanks for coming on, man. Thanks so much for taking the time again on a Friday night. I know, I know, uh, I know, I know not how many people would just come on and talk with me, but I appreciate it, man. And, uh, go have some fun now. All right. Always, hey, I'm always happy to, and uh, yeah, always, always good to be on with you. And, and trust me, my Friday night is not as interesting as one would think. I am uh, currently writing the Red Sox recap uh, for the Sports Hub website, so I uh, just can't wait for this Red Sox Orioles game to be over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But uh, hey, man, hey, at least you're working, doing some good, honest work, and uh, we we love it. Um, at least I do. Screw the haters of you, because uh, I'll always <laughs> stand by your side. So. Um, well, I, again, I appreciate thanks. that. It's, it's yeah, it's 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 better than working for a living. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, brother. Take care, man. Have a good night. Josh, anytime. Good to be on with you. Thanks, man. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.